recording in progress. Welcome back in to the next episode of Tribal Council Chat. As always, we're your hosts. My name is Bruce Heller. And my name is Brett Ponell. And we have a special guest host with us today. Um, as we've said on the podcast, we love when you guys message us and contact with us. And this was one of the first people to follow our Instagram page and like our post when we launched it. So we've got our friend Mateo with us today. Yeah, so Mateo, here, do you guys. want to just introduce yourself to the audience quickly? Let them know where you're from, how long you've been watching Survivor, your favorite player, that sort of thing? Uh, yeah, so my name is Mateo. I am 17 years old. Um, I started watching uh, really, I want to say a year and a half ago. I, I wasn't like a lifelong fan, really, but uh, I, I've been I've been on the grind, and uh, I've really been enjoying it. So, uh, yeah, and I would I would have to say that my favorite player would uh, have to be Kelly Wentworth, for sure. Same. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, thank you guys for uh, having me on here. You know, it's uh, I'm so excited to talk about this season. So. Oh, you're welcome. So yeah. let's start going. Um, for the audience, um, this episode is going to be a second chance theme. I know that's both one of Mateo's favorite seasons as well as one of Bruce's. Yep. So let's kick it off. First of all, what's everyone's kind of first thoughts going into this podcast on the season? You want to go first? Sure. Um, so I, I think one of the reasons why this season is, is just so good is because uh, it involved the fans. Uh, I think that just allowed the community to uh, just be more involved with the show. But also, I, I felt like the players really were like working so hard for this. I mean, they do every season, but this season it definitely felt like people had something to prove, and I think that was really yeah. nice to watch. I would agree. I love that the cast was fan voted. I would like to see that come back at some point if we ever do this theme again. And I think it's like you said, we see a lot of people wanting to play well for the fans that voted them in. But we also see a lot of people that saw how they played the first time and wanted to change that up and wanted to fix stuff. And so that was kind of cool to see those growth arcs. Yeah, I can't agree more. I think I watched the season from a bit of a unique perspective compared to most of the audience, and this will come up in the final segment. But as Bruce knows... Almost everybody I voted for didn't make the final cast. Yeah. But it was great to see the audience just really get that direct connection to the show and really get that sense of being part of it after what is at this point 30 seasons and now we're going into 45. Yeah. And there's a lot of people like Kelly that – and, of course, there's people on the opposite end of the spectrum, too, that a lot of people that really outshine their first season and really established themselves here, like a Kelly. Like, I mean, Jeremy was already kind of a big name after his first season, but he really took off. And there were some people that, like, after watching through everything, I'm kind of disappointed watching Second Chances. Like, Kimmy some, is someone who made it really far in the game, but I don't really feel like we got a ton of gameplay or entertaining content out of compared to her first season, but just overall great depth and growth as players. I think that's a great point you make, Bruce, and I'd love to get both your takes on this. But one of I find the really interesting elements of this season is you have players like Jeremy, like Spencer, like Wentworth, who are 
Sierra, who are just off of their first seasons and really playing that new game at the time. And then you also have Kimmy. You have um, Kelly Wigglesworth playing for the first time in 30 seasons after yeah. being on the original season. And they're really learning this new game that they were both a part of so long ago. Yeah, and we see that a little bit with Ethan on Winners at War, too, because he yeah, makes absolutely. the comment that the game got... I forget how he phrased it, but he talks about how much faster the game is. Yeah, and I feel like we see that with uh, Jeff Warner here, too, as he, like, when he first arrives, he says the game's moving so fast. Um, yeah. Yeah, the game... And I just finished rewatching Blood versus Water a few weeks ago, and, like... And within the first three episodes, so early on, Tina makes the comment, I've played more in so many days here than I did my entire season in Australia. Yeah, well, most of the time we saw them, like, sitting around doing oats and crafts playing backgammon. Yeah. We're talking about now you're... Yeah, exactly. And now if you're not strategizing or finding immunity idols you're totally missing out and are going to be gone that night. Yep. Yeah. But you also can't be looking for idols too much because then it puts a target on you. Right, yeah. No. So you lose either way. As we see from Tony a couple of seasons later. <laughs> Great. And Tony announced it too. Hey, I'm going to go look for idols. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about that season sometime. Uh, also, something that's interesting to me I've seen so much of the fan base be upset that T-Bird didn't get on. And if this many people are upset and voted for her, how did it happen that she didn't get on? Like, I'm so confused by this. I think the way I read that is there was just kind of like two elements of the fan base kind of competing against each other. Yeah. And one group who really wanted to see her there mixed with another group who probably didn't even know who she was. Yeah. And for me, I come from an interesting perspective in that because I, at that point in time, since it's pre-Paramount Plus, I watched season one and two, but based on things that were going on in my family at the time, I never saw Africa Marquesas until COVID and yeah. then picked it up again in Thailand. So it I, was like, I even never really saw her game when I voted. I just heard how much the old school fans all really wanted her there. <laughs> yeah, and I think her pod, her popularity has probably been boosted since Second Chances with her yeah. talking with T-Bird podcast on RHAP. Oh, absolutely. And I think part of the questioning why she didn't get on Second Chances is people that have started watching to the show and know her from the podcast that weren't voting back then, too. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think you also have to take into account that, uh, you know, recency bias, the fact that uh, multiple people and that uh, for consideration of the cast were just uh, very recent, uh, like, like people like Wu and stuff, you know, who knows if he would have came back if had he been in an older season. Well, and the one that sticks out to me on that, and this isn't a shot at this person, but Shireen got voted back on. Right, yeah. Yeah. Like if she hadn't been on the very season before. Mm. Yeah. And Monica Padilla is kind of a regular one. Like, I like her okay her first season, but... It's interesting when that happens, though, because like you say with someone like Kelly, even if someone does get voted on for a recency bias, we might have not known 
Kelly to be such a great player based off of her first performance. Yeah, true. But yeah. coming back in this season, obviously, she and I wanted to ask you guys about it, so it's probably a good segment as both of you are big fans. Uh, what was your reaction to that move when you first saw it? To what move? The idol? Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. I loved it. Each time it was so sweet. It. So sweet. And then you have Abby Maria just throwing salt in a wound for no reason of, <laughs> oh, at least you're on the jury this time. Yeah. Like, that's not the time. Really funny. Uh, it was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think the fact that uh, I, I think you really see that her social game actually comes into play for that because uh, come that tribe swap, she was with Joe and Keith, who she pretty much established relationships with. And uh, for that vote, uh, basically, they kind of hinted that she was going to get some votes and hence could be one of the reasons why she decided to play the idol. Yeah, her and Keith were a really good alliance. Going back to their first season, too, they would have been together, I believe. I'm looking yeah. at the see. Yeah. Absolutely. So they would have been on the same starting tribe in San Juan del Sur also. Yeah. yeah. And then I guess the last big part, well, we still have a few minutes left in this segment, is we also get not only a second um, unanimous winner, but also a first perfect game. What's you guys' thoughts on Jeremy's win here? Oh, he was dominant. He his meat shield strategy, he executed that to perfection. I mean there's yeah, a reason I, it's still around to this day. Yeah. Yeah, I've gotta agree. I think I think Jeremy's win here is, is very, very good. So my I, question I think... is, since we're on this second chance theme, who's somebody that like if I say Someone who's only played once that you want to see come back for a second chance. What's the first name that comes to your all's mind? Julia Sokolowski. Okay, I should have seen um, that seeing, Yeah, um, seeing it would. I just think it would be such a neat dynamic to see her go from playing at 18 years old to now being in her mid to late 20s, I think. And what evolutions that would make in her game and her strategy would yeah. be great television. So mine is yeah, either sure. Lauren O'Connell or Natalie Bolton, probably. What about Good you? Picks. Um, I would okay. I would have to say it, it's kind of down between both uh, Rick Devins and Christian from David vs Goliath. Oh, those are both great options. Yeah. Yeah. Rick Devins is hilarious. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't understand the hate. I don't know. I always say for me, because like, I'll be honest, and yes, we're verging in season two. I wasn't cheering for him to win, but no hate for the player, just for this twist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And so. It was kind of a joke in my family, but I was just like, yeah, if Julie is sitting next to Rick and Chris, then I'm on that jury. I'm voting for Julie. But, yeah. So do you want to launch into our next segment, Brett? Yeah, let's do that. So we are going to do, keeping with our second chance theme, another one of our team drafts that we'll be posting online. So we'd love to hear again who you guys thought won. A couple weeks ago, it was really tight with me winning on some platforms and Bruce winning on others. 
Um, we're going to make it a bit simpler this week. We'll probably come back to our old rules when it's just two teams. But since we have three teams, all we're simply going to do is a um, snake draft. So the order will reverse in each round, picking a team of five players. We did a random spin last night. Bruce won the first selection, myself second, and Mateo third, which means Mateo will pick fourth, I'll pick fifth, Bruce will pick sixth, and so on and so forth. Yeah. The rules for a second chance theme are pretty simple. Anybody who's played the game twice is eligible to be drafted in this draft. And nobody who's played once, three or more times, are completely out. So we have about 70 players to choose 15 of. Yeah. Um, with that, Bruce, you are on the clock, as they would say in the NFL. So I'm going to go with, I have to, my favorite winner, Natalie Anderson. Just take her off the board immediately. She's great at all three aspects of the game. Excellent pick. Thoughts on that pick for the first round pick, Mateo? Yeah, that's actually one of the picks I was going to go. So uh, a little bummed out about that, but I, I think it's a great pick nonetheless. Yeah. Okay, excellent. That brings up me. Um, I think this is going to come to no surprise behind anybody. I'll slide to the side and let the autographed T-shirt on the wall make the selection. Michelle Fitzgerald. Yeah, I saw that coming. <laughs> In my mind, I think Michelle's the best social player of all time, great clutch physical player, and someone that has shown that she can get to the end of the game in two two different games, and probably, I think, if she was to get a third attempt, would be right back in the final travel council. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, so for my first pick... But just so you know, since we're changing orders after you make your first pick, give everyone a chance to comment on it, then you'll make your second. All right, cool. Um, all right, so for my first pick, it was kind of tough here. Um, I didn't know exactly what to go with here, but I'm actually going to go with uh, one of the best winners, I think, personally, uh, Yule. Yule Kwan, I think that's how you say his last name? Yeah, yes, great nice winner, pick. for sure. He's great. He, he, his game gets a little undervalued because people, because he had that idol and people like to point at that. But yeah. Really great player, really likable guy. And I just, I love Cook Island to the season. It's yeah, same. a weirdly fun little season in there. So. Yeah, very true. And one of the, in the most strategically strong winners we've probably ever had. So I really like it. Yeah. For another one. All right. I'm up again. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So for my second pick, I'm going to go with someone did not win. I think they're one of the best to not win. And I think someone who has a great strategic mind, uh, Spencer, Spencer Bledsoe. Nice. That's a really solid pick. Yeah. Uh, excellent pick. I always laugh when I see Jeff's commentary on what casting when he says, Jeff will tell you that Spencer um, was told in casting, we're going to put you on the show, but you'll never win. And then he almost won twice. <laughs> One Spencer just has a really, like, he has this arrogance to him. Yeah. Or it's entertaining. But when you're sitting at tribal and he tells you that because of a movie made, you have 0% chance of winning. Okay. I don't know what to that do with good. that other than just laugh. <laughs> so I'm up now. With Mateo's description, I thought he was about to steal my player. He did not. So I'm impressed. 
Um, I am also going to go with a great strategic mind for the game to never win. Rob Sestunino. Oh, I, th I thought you were about to steal mine. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's a really solid pick. Yeah. The king of Survivor podcasting, too. Yeah, I think that's just a great pick. I think you can't argue with that. It's a shame we didn't get more of him his second season. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And so now I get to make the pick that I was afraid you were both going to steal with your descriptions and go with Stephen Fishback. <laughs> nice. Yeah, still, I think Steven, again, is another player that understands the strategic aspect of the game very well and someone I was going to pick as well. Yeah. That final tribal is hard Absolutely. to watch, just seeing the it two. It is. He deserves, he deserves so much more from that yeah. season. Yeah. And then just those two just turning on each other, tearing each other apart at final tribal is hard to watch after they've been so tight the whole time. But he was so good in token chain. Yeah. And so, do I pick again, or who is it? Yeah, you pick again, Bruce. Cool. This pick's not going to get stolen from me either. So, probably the sassiest survivor player that comes to my mind, Courtney Yates. I'm going to go ahead and take nice. that off the board. Yeah, that's a good pick. I was I was never really a Courtney fan, but uh, I, I respect it. I respect yeah, it. Yeah, I love China. So, like, Todd, Amanda, Courtney are such a good trio to me. Yeah. I am now yeah, but yeah, excellent pick with Courtney, um, I should add. Um, definitely. And I, I love how you love that season and comment on it because a lot because it's really the first time that you just went into that finale and mm -hmm. really having no idea what was gonna happen because any of them could win. Mm-hmm. I'm now going to go for a player I am surprised is not gone yet. I thought that she might have went really early on in this draft. And with my third pick, I'm going to take Kim Spradlin. Oh, nice. That's a really solid choice. Yeah, that one, definitely one of the most dominant winners for sure. Yeah. So great pick. Okay. Uh, for my third pick, definitely actually my favorite player. I, this was the first season I ever saw, uh, and my, my original favorite player. Uh, again, a, a player I think is very uh, understanding of the strategic game, and that is uh, David Wright. Oh, that's really solid. Yeah, good. great pick. It's such a great character to watch David's game in both the seasons. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You are up again. I'm up again. Okay. Um, my next pick um, is, a, in my opinion, a winner that is very underrated. Uh, I think he's likable. I think he uh, he went, you know, on an immunity run at the end, and I, th I think he did understand the social game well. Um, that is uh, Nick Wilson. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, very. David versus Goliath, I think, is one of the strongest casts we've ever had, and winning that season, great game. Yeah. And then also did very well in Winners at War as well. Yeah, really solid cast on David versus Goliath, especially for a newbie cast. Yeah. He yeah. did really well that season, and I enjoyed him when he was on my TV. So that brings me up again. My next pick, I am going to take one of probably the most memorable characters in the history of Survivor, and that is Johnny Fairplay. 
Oh, nice. I forgot I he came back for a second season. Yeah, just a few days, but he was there. Yeah, long enough for Yao Man to tackle him into a boat. That was great. Yeah, probably the original, truly, truly original villainous player, I would say. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I it's mean, like, you, you I had a Rich like, who was cocky and arrogant, but Fair Play just kind of took that up to a whole new level. Yeah. You had Rich be himself and win the game. And then Rob was the first person to backstab you, which evolved to Brian, to Sestunino, up to Fair Play. And then it was a brand new game. Yeah. Bruce, you were up for your last two picks. So pick one, and then you'll be rounding out your team. Okay. So I will be going with someone who played one really early season and one fairly late season, and that is Jervis. Excellent. Good pick, yeah. I feel like, I mean, he doesn't get the best edit in his first season, but he comes back years later. And whereas we see, we talked about these players who have these huge gaps between seasons, most of them don't do so great the second time. Jervis and Tyson kind of ran the game together, Jervis's second season. So, Yeah, good pick. I think it was definitely fun to see him come back that season and uh, kind of go all the way to the end with Tyson. For sure. Yeah. So is it my last pick now? It's your last pick. You, Your team, just so you know right now, consists of Natalie Anderson, Stephen Fishback, Courtney Yates, and Jervis Peterson. Go for your last one. So I'm trying to decide between two people here. So far, I've gotten everyone on my list. I'm at the bottom two names. And I'll go with someone that's a bit more underrated or you don't hear about as much as the other person. And I've seen people online before call the first juror the mayor of Ponderosa. And going by that, this person is probably the queen of Ponderosa because she's been the first juror both times. I'm going to go with it. Haley Ford. Very nice. Yeah, I, I would, I would yeah, say definitely, definitely the, the queen of Ponderosa for sure. Yeah. The other Absolutely. one I was looking at is Cass, so I ended up just going with the person you hear about less for fun. Yeah. Throw some recognition out there. I am going to – so my turn now? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I am going to round out my team – with someone from Queen Two again. Let's round my team with someone who I thought had a good chance to win going into the finale, but didn't quite pull it off on day 39, and then had a great um, game before being blindsided in her second season, Danielle DiLorenzo. Oh, yeah. She was killing it in Heroes versus Villains. Yeah, that's a pretty solid and, pick. Until she sat there at Tribal Council and said, oh, I'm way closer to poverty than you think, to someone who thought he was her top ally and kind of sank herself. Well, Pusin's been delusional in every game, so. Yeah. True. Finally, Mateo, you get to round out this draft before we go into our final segment. All right, cool. So for my final player, I have a lot of strategic players so far. So I kind of want to throw in like a more fun pick, 
and, and a, bit, a bit of a firecracker. So I'm going to go with Abby Maria. Oh, that's a fun one. Yeah. Nice. Definitely one of the most fun players to watch on both of the seasons. And despite being such a firecracker on television, she's so nice in real life, too. I've heard people say that and yes. get with her a little bit. Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. So just to round that out for everybody listening, um, Bruce's team consists of Natalie Anderson, Stephen Fishback, Courtney Yates, Jervis Peterson, and Haley Ford. Mateo's team consists of Ewell Kwan, Spencer Bledsoe, David Wright, Nick Wilson, and Abby Maria Gomes. My team consists of Michelle Fitzgerald, Rob Sestunino, Kim Spradlin, Johnny Fairplay, and Danielle DiLorenzo. Can't wait to see your votes on who won this. Vote for my team. And that brings us to our final segment of the night, um, which is our ally blindside first boot. I trust that you all have three players. Mateo, I'll let you go first as our guest, and you have a choice. You can either give your three players to Bruce or to myself. It's totally your call. Okay, so I, I don't I don't give it to both. I give it to one. Yeah, well, I'll give it to one person. So that way okay. we have, like, three posts that we can make online. But okay. each of us will kind of interact about with after the picks. So it doesn't yeah, really so matter. we'll both give our answers, basically. So you just have to worry about saying the names. Okay. Yeah. All right. Purpose. So the three players that I picked were actually three players that, or two players, were on my uh, draft team. One, which I wanted, did not make it, but three strategic players that I think understand the game well and are, are kind of similar in a sense. And those three players are Stephen Fishback, David Wright, and Spencer Bledsoe. Interesting. Yeah. So. I kind of want to align with Steven because I've seen it work to align with him to the end. And then you do a better job being social and building relationships and JT wins. But also that did happen. So I feel like he might have learned from that and be on to that plan and be more social. Spencer, I feel like if I put him on the jury, he's somebody that would really respect the move and not be a bitter juror. So that's kind of where my answers are leaning right now. I think for me, I'm going to agree with Bruce. I do think Spencer would respect the game as a juror, and that's why I'm going to put him on the jury. You're completely right. Um, I would ally with Stephen. I think Stephen and I, um, especially in his Cambodia game, would approach the game the same way, and that is good if we have the same mindset of targeting the same archetypes and uh, within a competition and finally i am going to um first boot david because i mean if you blindside a guy named brett i'm in trouble yeah so that's funny that's kind of like my first booting dr sean because he votes alphabetically and my name starts with a b <laughs> okay bruce do you want to go or do you want me to go next I'll go, and I've got three people that are kind of polarizing amongst the fan base, and I've got none of the three of them are on my draft team. One of them I almost took but went in a different direction. So I've got Cass McKeon, Fair Play, and Abby Maria. Nice. 
I think for me, I am going to ally with Abby. Um, I definitely think she was misunderstood in the show and could go very far in the Royal Alliance. Yeah. But understands her, especially amongst someone like myself who would love the opportunity to interact with someone out there and learn a lot about her background. And that would, my, I myself, I'd love to visit Brazil. So I'm sure we'd have some good travel conversations. Um, I am going to blindside Johnny Fope play. I think his kind of the same as Spencer. I think fair play would respect the game. I mean, he voted for Sandra, even though they clearly had a rivalry on the jury. And then I am going to blindside Cass because I think that she may be one of the most chaotic players that we've seen in quite a while and unpredictable. So You mean first boot She cast? has to be first boot. Yeah, sorry, I said that wrong. First boot cast. Mateo? Uh, okay, so I would definitely ally with Abby because I think while she is very uh, crazy at times, I think she is loyal. Like, we've seen that with, you know, Wentworth and Sierra. Like, she's someone loyal and someone that I... I could trust if I can like get her under control. Uh, in terms, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, in terms of blindsiding, um, I'm gonna say Cass. I think I, I think I could work with her. Uh, I definitely don't want to go super far with her, but I think again, someone that I'm gonna try to to maintain the chaos. And then I would first boot uh, Fair Play because I have zero trust for him. I do I do not want his shenanigans at camp. I, I would not, exactly. not go well with it. You can't let that guy get any traction. Exactly. <laughs> All right. And that leads me to mine. Um, I mentioned to you all at the beginning that I voted for a lot of people that were not on this cast. So that's really going to be the theme of my ally blindside first boot. Your options are Natalie Tenorelli, Shane Powers and Michaela Wingle. Okay, so I'll probably first boot Shane just because I don't. I'm on an island without food. I don't have the energy to keep up with all that. That's too much crazy for me to try to keep up with. The other two, I don't know. I've always felt bad for Michaela that she got voted out because Brandon thought she was hot, basically. But yeah. I've seen allying with Natalie Tenorelli go to the end and work. So that's kind of where I'm going to lean is ally with her and blindside Michaela. But I, I'd yeah. be okay either way there. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like definitely first boot Shane. Like I don't want that. I don't want that guy at uh, camp. And then I think I would I, I would do what Bruce said. And uh, uh, I think I would uh, ally with Natalie and blindside Michaela, but I think that could go either way there. Same. What about you? Discussion, everyone. Um, Mateo, thanks so much for coming. Hopefully you'll come back and guest host with us again at some point. For sure. This was fun. Yeah, it was awesome. Th I mean, thanks guys for having me on here. Like, I really love talking about this, especially this season. And I'm like, I'm so down to talk about another season as well. So. We'll have to do that. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have you back. And with that, this has been your episode five of Tribal Council Chat. Everyone get your torches and head back to camp. Bye, guys.